Hey everybody, this is Billy, and I really want to thank these people because they're my favorite right now. Stray, Matt Burr, Kevin Lovecraft, Robert Faulkner, Sean Britcher, David Bellinger, Jamie Denholm, Coldfire Surge, and Varn. I love you all. Come in for a hug. The Library of Charmand now open to them. The travelers finally begin to unlock the truth about themselves. However, certain long-time foes will do all they can to make that task impossible. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, as we return to the world of Numenera. And season three of The Long Shot. All right, season three of The Long Shot. Sorry, I've been drinking. Seltzer. It's totally seltzer. Also, I like how you dubstep Numenera. Numenera. <laughs> well, it's the future. Dubstep is the natural song of the future. That's a wrap on Azus. <laughs> Thank you very much for the show. Long shot. Yeah. Seltzer, that would be amazing if you guys pulled the coup. <laughs> and all of a sudden just quietly handed us characters. As my players had previously mentioned, it is now season three. And a lot of things happen in season two. Thankfully, I decided to write up exactly what happened for your listening pleasure. So get you, uh, the players and the listeners can catch up. Yay. <clears throat> they have finally arrived. After months of travel, the travelers have finally reached the great library of Charmond. But it was not an easy journey. In the forest of Charmond, they lost a good friend, but gained a new one. Some would call it an upgrade. A friendly, insane necromancer named Trin. With him, they went to the City of Echoes, where they discovered a grand conspiracy involving the dead. Through wits and strength of arms, they were able to defeat the mayor. Trim died during the battle, but through his sacrifice, they regained their good friend Tagos. The mystery of the City of Echoes solved, they relaxed. They began to prepare for the final leg of their journey to Charmond, but needed to be hurried along because of a buggy assassin named Ciara. Fleeing from the city, Tagos was able to convince Ciara to stop pursuing the twins, at least for now. But Tagos needed to reveal an uncomfortable truth. Truth being a word he's always uncomfortable with. He revealed he was an assassin, a killer for hire, and his last sale was for the two young men from Glavis. A sale purchased by their own church. Dun, dun, dun. Devastated by the news, tensions between Tagos and the rest of the party was a bit high. Still, they needed to return to Charmond and finally complete their journey. Along the way, they stayed in the town of Fasten where they stayed in the house of an innocent old woman. Or was she? Yep. Tagos was on full alert and warned the youths of the dangers of the possible assassin. But suddenly, the danger was over. Tagos and the other assassins seemed to come to some sort of agreement. The lustful way the older woman looked at Tagos, the only indication of what he had to do to get her off their back and perhaps get Tagos onto hers. Don't know why this is getting much uh, quality yeah. time as uh, <laughs> you literally said, hey, there's a whale, found <laughs> Tagos and the old lady. <laughs> Have you been reading Tinglers? Let's just say there's some fan fiction online right now. Tingled in the butt by human era. <laughs> the next day... <laughs> Tingled in the butt by a cipher. <laughs> One night only. I'm sure there's a cipher for that. The next day, they searched for supplies. Well, yeah, Dan has it. <laughs> <laughs> the next day, they searched for supplies, only be, to be attacked by another assassin, Peerless Dominus. Escaping at first through the use of two stupid animals, or Jinjin as they're usually called, they eventually were forced to make their final stand, facing off against a multi-machine being. 
through some careful reprogramming, they were able to bring Dominus to his normal, peerless state. Careful reprogramming. Sure. <laughs> That's what I did. Effectively making him no longer consider them worthy of his attention. Finally, a day or two later, they arrived at Charmond. A huge and beautiful city that is the capital of Neverine, full of gorgeous architecture, amazing people, and some truly tra- strange shops. Deciding to stay at the Wandering Tavern, the four youths of the party traveled to the Grand Library to begin their research, while Tagos went to a- meet an old associate. Both missions met with some difficulty. First, the youths visited the Temple of the Twins in the Glavis District. Varric stayed behind to pray and look for guidance, while Vekas chose to not split the party. <laughs> The three youths then discovered that the library was closed due to a recent murder. Undeterred, they attempted to enter it and were subsequently arrested. Whose fault was that? <laughs> Not mine. <laughs> Only... Not all of us were arrested, too. <laughs> Fair enough. Only to later escape using the always reliable plan of lying. Tan Vita, Tago's former associate, was a tad bit miffed about Tago's reneging on his murder contract. Oh, sorry, his sale. <laughs> so much so that he knocked Tagos out leaving him in the clutches of Aurora Thick. Aurora Thick he was eventually able to trick into leaving him alone, allowing him to escape his bonds, although he did suffer a bit of a weighty poison to keep him down to earth. Ha <laughs> ha, Aurora Thick, whatever torches you have towards me, I can do myself. <laughs> While trying to leave the church, Varric met with High Mother Teppin and her muscle-bound helpers. They had a polite discussion, and Varric jumped out of a stained glass window. Father Knuckles. <laughs> <laughs> Gathering at the Marching Tavern, the travelers decided it was time to figure out why the church was after the twins. <clears throat> Morale, somehow, was able to get a meeting with the High Mother, and through her charming personality, was able to convince Teppin to have a full meeting at, at neutral ground, at Oubliette. Oubliette. Teppin would send over someone they trusted, their mentor, Stargazer Narian. Narian told the boys the truth. Their religion was a lie. The twin gods they worshipped were simply extra were simply extra planar explorers who simply wanted to go home. And worse, to keep that secret, the church has been killing generations of twins the gods have been using to try to accomplish that very goal. So, you know, light compared to most religions. <laughs> Angry, Varric told Narian to leave, which he did, right into right into the waiting arms of the Rorothic assassin. Grabbing him, the Rorothic planned to bring the boys to an obvious trap. The travelers sprung the obvious trap, but won anyway. With that out of the way, they only had the library to deal with. The next day, the youths went to the library and were able to outsmart the guards to get inside. Once there, they went to study the books on forensics to possibly solve the murder and allow legal access to the library. Which should have been easy. Except Tagos decided to give Morale a milk of enhanced intelligence to somehow turn Morale into an obsessed detective. Through wits, strength of arms, and lots of lying. They were, able to, they were able to uncover a plot to kill the queen. Saving her from the assassination attempt, they, came the, they gained the queen's grace, allowing them all free access to the library. For morale specifically, there is now a Luca Heda clan wing. From Relative, hmm? <laughs> From closet. Oh. Relatively small, admittedly, but still a permanent place of knowledge for the people to call their own. And the janitor sing. <laughs> It has been two it's weeks. Where I go to drink forties and get high. <laughs> it has been two weeks since that time. Two weeks of research, study, and other activities. What mysteries have they discovered? What next steps are before them? Will they regret not staying in the car? Will they regret not staying in the carb-free Red Fleet? Only time will tell. Mm. 
No, we will never regret that decision. <laughs> that was the first right decision we made. So, Possibly the last one, too. Yeah. <laughs> so, guys, I want you to go around the table, explain who you are, your characters, and what you've been doing in the past two weeks. All right, I guess we'll start with me. This is Dan, playing Cohen, the uh, hedgehog monster, a.k.a. party healer, oddly enough. Um, as, uh, as previous listeners may know, uh, he is a weird nano who howls at the moon and also works miracles. Uh, we did this in order to... Uh, Give my character something to do other than eat people occasionally. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> over the past two weeks, uh, after finally getting access to the library, he, much like Morale, uh, has been researching and studying. Um, his research method is unorthodox at best. Uh, as a weird <laughs> nano, he has a built-in sense for the strange, the weird, the, the, the odd, and that's pretty much how he's uh, spent those two weeks, literally following his nose through the library and uh, occasionally licking uh, a book or book-like object. Uh, and like a uh, giant psychic hedgehog toucan for a children's <laughs> yeah, cereal. Pretty yeah. much, exactly. Um, uh, and just finding whatever he can on himself or creatures like him. He is... Uh, he has, uh, in the past realized, uh, 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 in a rather, uh, direct and hands-on way that he is a created creature by, uh, ultra-terrestrial beings, uh, that have presumably dark purposes for him. Uh, he's, he's pretty sure that they did not create a creature that will, uh, in his words, eventually sing the song that ends the world, uh, for children's parties, uh, and bar mitzvahs. So he's trying to find, uh, the instruction manual for himself so he can figure out, uh, what, if anything, he's going to do with himself if he can break this, uh, control and connection. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's basically what he's been up to. Hey everybody, this is Dave, reprising my role as Valentine Tagos, or Mr. Tagos, if you please, uh, who is a clever jack who murders. And uh, Mr. Tagos, after revealing to the party last season that he is in fact not only a hired assassin, but also was hired to kill Varric and Vekas, spent all of maybe a few weeks embracing the true person that he is before immediately trying to come up with a new cover story and different job and have his cake and eat it too. Uh, Tagos is uh, happy that the kids managed to expose this plot and go to the go to the library and everything, but Mr. Tagos had uh, a stark realization and that is money is finite, all things cost money, and since the kids are off gallivanting around uh, uh, grave sites and fighting demons and such, somebody's got to actually make money here. Because the last thing that he's going to let happen is, 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 is watch this group turn into a bunch of murder hobos. Also known with some scorn in his field as adventurers. <laughs> <laughs> and so... Tagos is taking on a couple of jobs. He's bartending, which is an old trade of his, in a sense. Um, and he has recently saved up money and bought a uh, small stall in the uh, merchant's district and has officially hired everyone in the party as uh, his underlings, which has the added benefit of not teleporting anyone when in the merchant district when the... Uh, 
when the bell goes off, which is something that happens to all, you know, uh, uh, shoppers and also tourists. The way he got this money is by taking out an assassin's contract on the Psy uh, uh, to kill uh, Stargazer Narian, uh, believing that he's going to die. Stargazer is clearly going to be killed by the by the church. Might as well be by a somewhat polite, uh, familiar face that has the twins' best interests in mind. And he has since started a tailoring business and a detective agency, hoping that he'll be able to use his abilities as an assassin in a kind of reverse-engineered way uh, to investigate crimes. And it's slow starting. Uh, due to the uh, due to the recent uh, surfacing of a very apparently in Charmant prominent private detective, um, uh, the standards for private detecting are really high now. And so he's had to take a pro bono case involving uh, old woman's missing Jinjin. And having wrapped that up, he is now still bartending and occasionally checks in on the library to make sure that everybody's in one piece. And over in the library is Moral. This is Angela back as Moral of the Lukoheda clan, the inquisitive seeker who explores dark places. Moral's whole point in joining this adventure in season one, episode one, was that she wanted to go to the Library of Charmond. She has made it to the Library of Charmond. She has not left the Library of Charmond. In fact, I would like to present <clears throat> Two Weeks in Charmond with Morale, a li- diary. Do not read. Private. Day one, explore the library. Day two, research in the library. Day three, study in the library. Day four, analyze in the library. Day five, Pet the library cat, absorb its knowledge. Catnip has surprising medicinal qualities for humans. Day six, tried to teach Vekis about science. He's pro-science, but still under the impression science is a god. More work to be done. Day seven, meditated with Varric. It's very boring. Figured out a new avenue of research, but Varric says I wasn't meditating long enough to be able to conclude that meditating helped. Day eight, found book on mechanical engineering. Misfiled in the cephalopod section. Fascinating, but off topic. Day 9. Research in library. Discover there's a limit to the human body's capacity to utilize caffeine efficiency. Relocated study Carol to position closer to bathrooms. <laughs> Day 10. Study in library. Day 11. Varric fell asleep on a stack of books I needed with the, and I needed the one at the very bottom. Took it without waking him up. Or maybe he was meditating? Very difficult to tell the difference. Day 12. Research in the library. Day 13. Study in the library. Day 14. Research in the library. Yay! Woo! That was awesome. And that concludes <laughs> Morale's Adventures in Charmant. Very nice. Hey, everybody, this is Billy, and I'm playing Varric and Vekis, and they are a driven glaive who exists in two places at once. And uh, much like Angela, Varric has stayed inside the library consistently, consist- consistently. Uh, probably just amount of, about as much time as she has. He hasn't left. He's been studying Day in, day night, uh, day out about the obelisk of the water god, as well as the weird word that was given to him by the other twins, Run Noah. So those are what he's been studying with. Uh, he's been using the help of that advisor. Norash the... Norash the... Uh, the Ever-living? Ever Ever-living, yes. Yeah. Yes, he's been using her, and she's been helpful to him a lot. Um, but he's actually almost outpaced her on, basically. So he's like, I have to go eat. And he's like, why? <laughs> so, and, but he's also got his meditation in, uh, 
as Moral points out, she does it. She does it wrong. Uh, Vecus, on the other hand, can't read, so he has proven to be useless uh, to Varric. Those are Varric's words, not Vecus's. And Vecus has taken it upon himself to find his own way of getting information on the Renoa or the obelisk of the water god. So he's asked, you know, Moral for help, but she's been busy, and he's asked. Cohen for help, but Cohen keeps on sniffing at things and telling him to taste this, <laughs> and that wasn't helping. So he decided to do the adult thing, and he hangs out mostly with Tagos and absorbs his knowledge. Uh, Tagos hasn't really given him a really clear answer on anything, but Tagos has shown him uh, the the way of drinking a, sh- a it's a shot. Mm-hmm. It's it's a it's. It, 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 it's called a shot because it hits you as if someone just shot you in the stomach with some sort of flame. Um, also, he has showed me, uh, uh, the, the delicacies of chocolate. Chocolate is, oh god. <laughs> oh my god, it's amazing. It is, it's like this, it's, it's like gruel, but it tastes really good. And it's like hard at first, but you put it in your mouth and it melts. Wow. <laughs> And that's what Varric and Vecus have been doing for the past two weeks. That's awesome. Very, very nice. <clears throat> All right. Let's start with morale in Cohen. <laughs> You've been studying within, well, one of you studied, one of you just poking things around for the last two weeks. And this is what that's you... That's how I study. <laughs> and this is what you've discovered so far looking to it. Well, let's start with morale. Morale? You've discovered more about this entity mm-hmm. that you that opened up a portal when you used that strange stone that you found. This is what you know so far. The entity, whatever it is, is powerful, extremely powerful, and it comes come up through different points in history. Maybe perhaps even different eras, maybe in the eighth or seventh world. It is, as far as you can tell, a multi-dimensional being that exists simultaneously in, well, multiple dimensions. And it also appears, like as I mentioned, in multiple instances in history, and but disappears just as quickly. But you notice something odd whenever it appears and disappears. No one really remembers what happens when it appears. It, it's not that they just forget. It's just that when they try to remember, whatever they saw is something that their minds can't comprehend and they can't describe. Even when people use devices to enter their minds, they see... Nothing. But there's something there. It's weird. Very weird. Extremely weird. But whatever it is, you find right off the bat no location of where it might be currently. But with the information you have currently, you you think you might be able to find an answer soon. Cohen, on the other hand, you look more into the nature of what you are. And you realize that you are similar to another type of creature, at least your giant form for the future. There, yeah, these, there are creatures that are similar to you. Be creatures that suddenly appear, destroy a city or a town, and then suddenly also disappear with no trace. Hmm. They're called Titanothors. Hmm. And out of character, they're essentially the Tarras of this universe. Yes. Level 10, they will kill you. Uh, sorry, yeah. a, a what? A tar- uh, in these terms, a Tarras is a, basically a, a giant massive creature. The si- that's, they're the Godzillas of Dungeons oh, & Dragons. So it's like yeah. a... a, a uh, come on, guys. Hmm? Uh, kaiju? Kaiju, thank you. Kaiju, yeah. there we go. Yes. Kaiju of uh, Dungeons & Dragons. Yeah, so basically, they're the, they're the kaijus of this universe. Oh, 
it, yep. it takes armies to take yep. them down uh, instead of just adventurers. So yes. I like you, both of you, Morale and Cohen, don't know it's a connection because as you're researching, you realize you're both poking, uh, reading the same books, poking the same devices, mm-hmm. petting the same cats. <laughs> <laughs> there are instances where the multidimensional being and the t- uh, different Titan Thors appear at the same time and then disappear at the exact same time. However, there are moments where Titan Thors appear that the creature does not exist, uh, does not appear. But there's always a moment where the creature, where the Entity appears, but the titanosaur is always there. So there is all. So not every time there's a titanosaur. Mm-hmm. All right. Every yeah. time there's a. Ti- wait, every, no. <laughs> every time there's an entity, a titanosaur is there. But not vice versa. Exactly. All right. Okay. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. That's essentially what you know. There is a connection between the and two. Every time that entity laughs, a titanosaur gets attacked, <laughs> <laughs> and he just doesn't fly to the next city. <laughs> Was Mariah yeah. ever able to see any? Maps on like what could be on the other side of the world. Hmm? Well, wasn't that what something you were looking into? Yeah, there's something. Yes. You, yeah, you found numerous maps of what might be on the other side of the world, but nothing that connect that specifically connects to that creature yet. Yeah, because there's multiple islands. Like, yes, there's land more than one landmass. So. Exactly, it's hard to specify. Also, unfortunately, due to the, the, the ninth world, <laughs> mm-hmm. those landmasses might be pocket dimensions, or like could be part of a clockwork island that mm-hmm. now looks completely different. Whales. Here be so, dragons. No, really, dragons. Just it's all tra- dragons all the way <laughs> down. down. And whales. Yeah, yeah. and whales. Yeah. Oh, and whales. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, the whale is fine. Oh, yeah, it's all the people uh, on it. Yep. We're awful. Yep. And actually, morale. Another thing. As you're looking through, you chance upon a random uh, set of diagrams as you're searching through the library, not related to your research, but something about it catches your eye. And you realize it's the diagram for a sort of companion model Ooh. creation. But it's not something you can just build right off the bat. So I found it in that book of mechanical engineering. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Book Carrier 2000. Yeah. You can't build it off the bat because you need parts for it. The library is great for knowledge, not for parts. Yep. Now, you could possibly find it in the city. But I'm in the library. Yes. And, uh, yes. There's that. <laughs> but also a lot of the parts that's mentioned there would probably be better if you find them out in the world because the city will just be more generic items. And it's a it's the diagram for companion that you need four parts for. Okay. You need A. You want a moment to Yes, I need okay. more notes. <laughs> okay. You need for this dev- companion to work, you need A, an outer shell. B, weapon systems. C, sensors. And f- D, a personality matrix. By the way, the, person- the heart of a virgin child. <laughs> the personality matrix, by the way, is not going to be a full-on intelligence. It'll be the dumbest, this intelligent as a pug, or a gingin. As smartest, maybe a dolphin. That's pretty damn smart, though. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And once you create, and I'm going to, uh, basically, outer shell is whatever you want it to make it look like. Weapon system is, uh, the, yeah, the weapon system is how it attacks. The sensors is basically how it looks at the world. It's per- what would what, what roll for perception or, other types of roles and personality matrix is what it is. And I'm going to tell you once you create the object, and this is, this may change depending on like how the roles work, but basically it will be a creation that is half your level. And it'll, and a basically, uh, its weapon system will determine whether it's a glaive, a nano, or a jack. So basically it's a companion that's half your level, essentially. And, and will it round up or down? Depend, yes. Like if I find it next tier. That is a good question that will come upon when you've currently created, which will take a couple of sessions. Cool. Yeah, because this is essentially like 
the superpower will add on because you don't fight much, so that's why I'm including this creation. So there you go. That's your knowledge. And yeah, and it's the end of the two weeks, and you're both still researching when you both come upon the same bit of data. Mm. Not a cat, mm. a tiger. Mm. You you're once again in a cat wing, which is the entire library because <coughs> cats wander around. Yes, but you notice one cat that is bigger and looks stronger than all the other cats that you notice for data. Hey, buddy. Yep. And morale and Cohen, that's when you both notice each other. And by the way, you both also notice, like, for whatever reason, you, your stories relate. Yes. Yep. So you see basically mm-hmm. Cohen carefully approaching uh, this tiger. Hey, buddy. Come here, kitty, 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 kitty. What are you? I need to talk to the cat. I'm, I'm getting to it. It's a very big cat. But you're just going to lick it. Yeah, I need to know. That's how I know if it's the right cat. Well, I know it's the right cat for me, so why don't I approach it first? Sound play, meow. <laughs> Wait, what? Sound play, meow. Okay. Meow? I mean, that's not the sound that I expected on multiple levels to come from it, but... Sound play, meow. Here, kitty, kitty, kitty. Here, kitty. Going through responses. Sound play, meow. Movement in direction. Ha. Alright. Suck it, Cohen. <laughs> what? It likes me better. It's moving in a direction. That means nothing. Noticing sound. Sound play. Meow. Moving another direction. See? <laughs> See, now it's moving in a different direction. <laughs> no, come here. Come here, kitty, kitty. And she's like, uh, scratching. Like, she's got books, so she's scratching her fingers on the paper. <laughs> yep. Take the sound. Both of you give me charisma rolls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's not happening. Uh, let's see. Do, what do I have that could help? Nothing. I have nothing related to animals. Nope. That's a six. Yep. Nineteen! Woo! Minor effect! Sound play. Roar, tiger. <laughs> <laughs> and it just pats over to you. You start to pet it. Thank you, kitty. Alright, play. First of all, that sound is just wrong coming from a tiger. Second <laughs> off, can I can I have it when you're done? I, I'm pretty sure it's got stuff I need. Yep. Well, I'm positive it has stuff I need, so you can get it whenever I decide I am finished with it. <sighs> yep. When's that going to be? I don't know, because it hasn't started giving me information yet. It's just playing that weird sound. Processing. So, uh, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I figured out how to interface <laughs> with the library cats. Yep. So I, is it like, am I asking it verbal questions? Am I absorbing its knowledge? Uh, I need you to give me an intelligence roll. Would, oh no, it's searching, not researching. Mm-hmm. <coughs> and no Numenor would not help you with this. Nope. Cool. Thanks. I'm sorry, you said it was. Don't you have this as like learning new things? Not anymore. No, that was worth part of your jack. Oh, wait, wait, wait. But I am tra- I'm s- trained in knowledge skills. I'll allow it. Haha. Oh, yes. So, by the way, uh, difficulty is 15. Isn't any skill at all knowledge skill? <laughs> if, you, if you think about it yep. enough. Yep. yep. I'm thinking about it. Yep. All right. So, 15. Um, I want to lower that a couple of steps because I've got lots of intellect and three mm-hmm. effort. So, um... Lower it by one would be two points because I've got one edge. Mm-hmm. And then it's another two for a second lowering. Mm-hmm. 
and I'll lower it three times. Very nice. So that's going to be six points down, mm-hmm. taking me from 15, 12, 9? Yes. Or it's down to 6. Wait, 15 to 12, 12 to 9, then yeah, it'd be 6. 6. 16! Woo! Uh, yeah. And what was your question? <laughs> David is playing with a fidget spinner yep. and a die that's rolled a 1. Yep. Uh, my question... So... Was there a specific topic that I was approaching this cat for? Yeah, more information about the multidimensional. Right, I'm, assuming, yes. I'm assuming generic. Okay, I yeah. wasn't sure if it was like... No. That, all right, yeah, okay. So I'm, I'm asking it for whatever information it has on the multidimensional entity. Uh, suddenly the cat's face splits open and there's a screen. Ah! <laughs> and, uh, Don't you... lick it, it'll electrocute you. <laughs> yeah. And both you and I'm assuming <laughs> Cohen, if he's still there. Cohen is like halfway to licking. Yep. See a still image of the of a giant uh, eyeball and a giant tentacle and a city being destroyed. Oh! But you also see an image of a creature that looks kind of like Cohen, but kind of different, like maybe a different animal, but giant. Oh! Staring at it. At the it, eyeball. Exactly. Destroying the with the tentacles exactly. destroying the city. Yes, exactly. What's All that? Right. I don't know. It's not me. Hmm. Look, it's the, the pattern on the spikes is completely different. Hmm. Maybe that's just an. I tap the screen to see if it's like staticky or something. <laughs> Don't tap the screen. Sorry. Animals get tightened when you tighten. <laughs> <laughs> Do not tap glass. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Look, I know my spikes. Those are not my spikes. That's not me. Also, I, I don't know those tentacles. Do you know other tentacles? Don't you? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, that is so the yep. personification of your character building. <laughs> Do you not? <laughs> um, and okay. as you're all both staring at the thing, I need you to actually no, yeah, you're surprised. So I need you both to go meet uh, eighteen Oof. speed rolls. Oh boy, because you're both surprised. Because I'm pretty good. sure none of you are expecting danger. Nope. 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 All right, as you're both staring at the at the cat, <laughs> I'm like I'm looking at the um. The architecture I'm trying to place when and or where this could be happening. Okay. Cut yep. to Jesus wiping. Jesus, sorry. Cut <laughs> to uh, Tego's wiping down a uh, a counter at the bar, and he pauses. Look out! <laughs> <laughs> and you both notice uh, a hand on each of your shoulder, one on your right hand shoulder, one another person on your left hand shoulder, mm-hmm. and a head pop in between the both of you, the head of a stick figure. Ah. Nah. And then you both just whoosh, disappear. If, uh, nah. if there was a screen, both of you would just suddenly disappear. The, the tiger head just goes, uh, screen turns back to a regular tiger and it just purrs away. And then, uh, suddenly a table appears where you were just at. And suddenly there's a note that, uh, a, a, a hole rips open. There's like a red, uh, blood vein comes out and leaves a note on the table saying, off research, don't, do not disturb. And then, gone researching. Gone researching. <laughs> <laughs> Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed this Numenera episode, where we finally return to the main plot. If you like this game, we have other games and other genres and systems you might enjoy, from fantasy to horror to everything else. So the blog post videos and other stuff you might like. But if you really like us, and only if you really like us, consider giving to our Patreon. With the extra money, buy things like web hosting, games tried on the podcast, and little do not disturb signs. If you don't have the cash or an eye inclined, which is fine, consider talking to some forums, give us good reviews and services like iTunes, whatever you want to do to get the fan of word out there. We would love to get more fans like you. Thanks for listening, and see you next time.